Welcome to the Healing Place Church devotional podcast. Join us Monday through Friday for a new daily devotional each day from the Healing Place Church pastors and staff. We hope this podcast will help you grow in your faith and will be a blessing and a resource to you as you pursue God daily. Hello, everyone. Welcome to today's devotional. Today we'll be reading out of the book of Ephesians chapter 2, starting in verse 19. Let's begin. So now you Gentiles are no longer strangers and foreigners. You are citizens, along with all of God's holy people. You are members of God's family. Together we are his house, built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets. And the cornerstone is Christ Jesus himself. We are carefully joined together in him, becoming a holy temple for the Lord. Okay, who's talking here? Well, this is from the book of Ephesians, uh, a letter written by the Apostle Paul to the church in Ephesus. The church in Ephesus was huge, a uh, mixed congregation of some Jewish people, right, from the Old Testament, God's people from way back, descendants of Abraham. They had the law, they had the promises, they had the prophets, God's holy people. But also now, Gentiles are getting saved, and they're coming a part of the family of God. Gentiles being anybody who's not Jewish, anybody's not born into the family of Abraham. And so the early church had a lot of questions about what to do with people coming to know the Lord who weren't Jewish, because this had never really happened in all of church history. And so the question of what do you do with a Gentile Christian? What do you do with a Gentile who says they serve the God of Abraham and Isaac, uh, excuse me, <laughs> Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob? Uh, this was a big question for the early church. And so Paul here in the book of Ephesians is trying to give some clarity about the place of the Gentiles within the body of Christ. Uh, and he gives three really good uh, thoughts here for us to consider. First of all, the Gentiles, which, hey, I'm a Gentile, I'm not Jewish, and I'm sure many of you watching today, you're not Jewish. So this is good news for us. You Gentiles are no longer strangers and foreigners. You are citizens. You are members of God's family. This is awesome. We're a part of the family of God. We're not natural born into the family of Abraham the way the Jewish people are, but the Bible says we've been adopted, chosen as sons and daughters of the king, which I love. We're not on the outside. Even though our ancestors, right, didn't serve God, didn't go to Mount Sinai and hear Moses uh, with the tablets coming down from the mountain, we don't have all that. But we still have the opportunity to be in God's family because of what Christ has done. We're adopted, sons and daughters. We're included in the family of God. And that's great news for you and me. That doesn't matter about where you were born, or who your parents are, or anything else except that God chose us. I love that. Secondly, it says that we're God's house built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets. And this is great too. So apostles and prophets, that's shorthand for the New Testament and the Old Testament. Right? The apostles, that's Peter and James and John and Paul and uh, Apollos and all those guys from the early church who are leading uh, the ministry in the church itself. And also the prophets, the Old Testament figures who gave the word of God and the oracles of God. The church today, and the church at that time as well, is built on the foundation of both these things, both what God revealed in the Old Testament through the prophets and what he revealed in the New Testament through the apostles. Both of them are pointing to Christ. The Old Testament is pointing ahead to Jesus, and the New Testament is pointing back to Jesus. And all of them are working together by the power of the Holy Spirit to reveal Christ to us. 
And I love that. You know, sometimes we study our Bible and we think, ooh, I love this verse in the New Testament or I love this idea in the New Testament. The Old Testament is hard for me, so I don't study it. And I want to encourage you, if you've never really uh, studied the Old Testament, man, there's so much richness there. If you're, only, if you're a New Testament-only Christian, you're missing out on so much divine revelation, so much insight into the character of who God is, so much uh, understanding about who the Lord is and also who He wants us to be. Man, I encourage you, get in that Old Testament reading. If you're doing your one-year Bible and you feel like the Old Testament is just hard, man, Leviticus, I get it, understand, it can be tough to read, but man, Christ is in there. There's life in there. Both the Old and New Testament, both the prophets and the apostles reveal Jesus to us. And that's the foundation we're building our lives on. That's the foundation that makes us one. You know, a lot of times uh, we deal with unity and, and problems with disunity in the church today. And sometimes I think it's because our foundation in our mind is built on something other than God's Word. You know, we're building our lives on our identity in politics or our identity in race or our identity in our jobs or our education or any other number of things that can kind of build our lives on or be a foundation for our sense of self-worth and identity. But the Bible is very clear. If we're going to be God's people, we're going to build our lives on the foundation of His Word, the prophets and the apostles. Uh, there's one other thing, though, that's in that foundation as well. Christ himself is the cornerstone. The cornerstone. That's not a term that uh, we use very much in our daily language. Uh, but back in those days, and, and today as well, if you're building a structure out of individual blocks, the block that goes in the corner where two walls come together is acting like the foundation would act for a modern home. It is the most important piece of building the structure. The cornerstone had to be straight, had to be level, had to be strong because it was going to support the weight of the entire structure. And so for us, yes, God's building us uh, on a foundation of His Word, the Old Testament and the New Testament, but the cornerstone, the part that brings it all together is Jesus, the life of Jesus, the death of Jesus, the resurrection of Jesus. He is it. He is the one that enables us to be unified, whether we're Jews or Gentiles, whether we're rich or poor, whether we're educated or uneducated, whether we're black or white or whatever race you may be. The reason we can be one is because of Christ. He makes us all equal. He makes us all the same. He makes us all one in Him. And we build our lives on that foundation. Amen? And the last thing we see is that we are carefully joined together in Him, becoming a holy temple. And I love this, because we're not just building our own life, right? We're a part of what God is building with all of our lives together. We are fitted together so that we can be more than we would be all by ourselves, right? He's not building just a house. He's not building just a, you know, a place for Him to hang out. It says that God's building a holy temple. And what's a temple? A temple is a place where people can come and have an encounter with God. And so in the modern day, the temple of God is not a location. The temple of God is not a place. The temple of God is people fitted together in unity and built on a foundation of Christ and His Word. That's how people are going to encounter God. That's how people are going to experience the power of the Holy Spirit in their lives. It's not because they went to a building 
It's because the people of God, built together into the temple of God, carry the presence of God wherever they go. What does that mean? That means that when you're at work, when you're at school, when you're in traffic, when you're at the gym, when you're in the checkout line at Piggly Wiggly, wherever you are, man, you're the temple of God because you're built up in unity with all of God's people. And now his presence and his power can work through you to reveal himself in love to everybody you encounter. Remember, the hope of glory is Christ in you, not Christ in a church, Christ in the church. God wants to use you today to reach those around you for him. And I hope that as we study this and we consider this, we begin to think, man, am I building my life on something that's not God's word? Am I building my life on something other than the revelation of Christ? Am I allowing myself to be fitted together in unity with other believers? Or am I letting less important things get in the way of my connection to them or my intimacy with them? Because if we are, if we're failing to live on a foundation of Christ or build on a foundation of Christ and His Word and failing to allow ourselves to be unified with God's people, man, we're not going to be effective in reaching those around us. And I don't know about you, but I want to be used by God in big ways today. So we're going to pray and ask that God would help us to build our lives on Him and stay connected in holy unity with our brothers and sisters in Christ because that's what's going to make us effective. Amen? Let's pray. Father God, we love you. Thank you so much that you have connected our hearts to one another. God, that you have enabled us to build our lives on you. God, I pray that we would continually receive revelation about who you are and who you want us to be. Make us, God, into that holy temple where people can come and encounter you. God, I pray if there's any division, any disunity, any confusion among your people today, God, that you would bring an end to it. That, God, that there would be healing and forgiveness and restoration, God, between your people so we can continue carrying out your work. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Thank you for listening. Take a moment to subscribe so you don't miss any of the daily devotionals and be sure to share with your friends. For more information about HPC, visit healingplacechurch.org.